0: Jumbo everybody, Jumbo, 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 Jumbo Karibu. I am your host, Dr. Ruth Vitemamo Akumbu, and this is Jumbo Dr. Akumbu Podcast, bringing you culturally relevant multifaceted conversations and reflections intersecting education, business, and entertainment with a commitment to DIB and cultural capacity building. It has been a while, but I have a wonderful heartfelt Episode for you today, and I our guest will be Dr. Ghazi Asia Gazi. She's been here before, and um, if you go back to my earliest episodes, you will find everything you need to know about Dr. Gazi and her names and what her names mean. Now let's welcome Dr. Gazi. Jambo Dr. Gazi.
1: Jambo, Dr. Akumbu. It has been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while, but um, I'm glad to be back. Yes, thank you for coming back. And today we are going to
0: be looking at culture and community in times of crisis. And you have been through a whirlwind lately. And I thought, Who else to talk about this type of challenging times and how our communities, our friends, our neighbors, they all step up to be a support system for us. And looking at it from a cultural perspective, right? Because it's it's like we live in an individualistic society as it is labeled, but our backgrounds are from a a community-based society. So... When we live as a nuclear and we live as people in a village, even in the United States, it is quite interesting to see how we navigate the life in the United States, the, the demands on people's times, people's emotions, and compared to our own culture their own culture and how they handle things how we handle things so even though we live in this culture we still bear with us those elements from our cultures like our beliefs whether it is our faith in god or it is our just our love for our families or living together with family even though we mature adult that should be on our own so um recently you you had your your mom which we we pray that she will be fine and she will be home soon and this has been a great challenge for you with your work with school and everything else that you're trying to do your businesses that you're trying to start can you share with us how you have been able to using your faith and your community and just the cultural heritage that you have been able to navigate through this
1: Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for the prayers um, and just uh, for, you know, allowing me to talk about my own community and support at this time with, you know, what I've been going through with my mom. Um, Yeah, it it, it all started over, way over a month ago at this point. Um, She's still in the ICU in a long-term acute care center. Um, But I have to tell you that the minute my mom started to just, you know, she started to show those symptoms. And I had to call 911, to get her to the hospital. It's been the minute since my community has rallied around me and has been there for me. Um, you know, uh, on the 16th of February, my mom ended up, you know, having to have, uh, you know, having to get to the hospital. And then by that morning, the 17th, she had to have emergency angioplasty. And I was calling everybody I knew, if anyone was available, who could be available right now? Who is it that I could just talk to? Who is it that could, you know, be there for me at that moment? And uh, you, Dr. Okumbu, actually, you are one of my main uh, supporters. You literally, and I, I just, I'm so thankful to have you in my life, not only just as a colleague, but as a, a really great friend of mine that when I, when I, you know, I called, you, you texted me. You're like, you don't call me. You don't call me. And not this late. What's going on? And uh, I told you and you just said, I'm coming, and you came right over to the hospital and stayed with me all the way up until around, what, 4, 4.30 in the morning when they finished her surgery and got her wheeled back in. And I th- and that's, I think, when the community started because everybody else that saw the missed calls uh, reached out to me in the morning and said, we're so sorry we missed your call. What happened? And I had to tell everybody. I had to tell them. And they were just like, okay, we're going to make sure we're checking in on you and the next thing I knew I had so many people checking in on me. Everybody call, you know, calling me once or twice a day to check in to make sure I was okay, coming to visit at the hospital right away. Um, you know, you were you were one of them. You came and you 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 were you were there from the beginning. And you came, I think, the next day too. And then my other friends were coming and you got to meet some of them. And uh, my birthday was in 10 days after Mm -hmm. when that happened. So I had my birthday on the 26th and, you know, it was my first birthday where my mom was not awake and she could not say happy birthday to me. But she told me before she had to go under sedation and get the stent surgery that um, I'm a very strong person and that I'm handling everything really well. And she told me that she told me that. And she said, you know, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. I'm going to be fine. And, you know, the next day, I remember coming to see her, you know, like, so that day, she had, this, you know, the emergency surgery. And then the next morning, I was already there a few hours later to see her. And she's like, well, what about your students? Like, don't you, you have work to do? What are you doing? You know, you should go, you should, you know, what about them? You need to focus on that. And I said, no, mom, I'm here for you. You're, you're, you know, this, you're, I'm here. And they can, the students will wait, they know what's going on, you know, everybody's supporting me. And I know that she knows that because she saw you. She saw my other friend, Valeria. She saw my other friend now. She saw people coming to see her. And um, Saturday, she had to have that stent surgery. And um, it, it, that's when it took kind of a, a, a bad turn because although she had the stent surgery and, um, and her heart was weak during that surgery, but it was still successful, the problem that ended up happening was because they did put the Impala in her, um, it caused the heart to have a clot go up into her brain and she ended up having a stroke. Um, and it happened sometime between that night um, of that stent surgery and maybe like by that Monday, it, it, it had already happened. Right. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know because she was in sedation. So when a person's sedated, they're just, they're just like this. They're just sleeping. Their eyes are closed. So they look like there's nothing going on and you have the monitors, but the monitors are not showing you what's going on in the brain. It's just showing heart, lungs, and all these other things. You have to constantly do blood cultures you have to constantly check the patient to really see if there's other issues um but needless to say she had that and um she has really not been awake since then she does open her eyes but not been asked you know she's just she doesn't track anything right now and um i I was just finding out yesterday it's probably because she needs more oxygen in her brain for her to start that functioning and that's that's what they're trying to do today. They're trying to do a tracheostomy on her which they're supposed to be doing this morning, which is putting a trach right here in your, you, they put a hole here and then they have to put the, the tube down. So now you're not having to have it on your nose or your mouth, but it's here. And it's supposed to make it easier for that person to help them to start weaning off the ventilator and to start breathing on their own. Um, she's been going through a lot. And I know that she knows she's got so many people praying for her. And I remember she told me before her scent surgery, she said um, that she could feel everybody's prayers. She literally could feel it. And so that was a that was a big deal for me to know that she could feel that. And I know that she's you know, even if she's not there you know consciously, I know that she knows from a soul purpose that you know everyone's been there. Um, and everyone's been there for me, and I know she's worried about me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the importance for me of culture and community because for me, everybody came out. and I still, there are people that are just finding out. I haven't told everybody. Um, I did put announcements up on my Instagram which also go on my Facebook and I did put a couple of announcements on my WhatsApp Uh, but now that there are people that are finding out that they didn't know for the last month and a half my mom's friends have found out they call me all the time to check in on me the other day my mom another one of my mom's friends I I told her because she WhatsApp my mom these beautiful scars she was selling. And I'm like, you know, right now, this is what's going on with mom. And the scars are beautiful, but I'm not gonna, I cannot focus on that. She goes, oh my goodness, why didn't you tell me? And she was like, how are you handling all of this alone, my dear? How are you doing this? Like, let me know. And she immediately was worried because she knows it's just mom and me. And everybody knows it's just me and my mom. There's nobody else. Um, I, I do have an uncle in Valencia, but him and his family are, yeah, they're, they're, they're not people that I could ever be counting on or, or have in my life, to be honest with you. They're not, they're not there. They're toxic. And so you don't want to be around people that are toxic. You want to be around people that are uh, very positive, people that are praying for you, people that want the best for you. And I don't have the best family members who care or who even bother to pray. So that's, mm-hmm. that's hurtful when it comes to culture and community, when your own family are not there for you right
0: yeah i totally I, I i understand that because um i i have been saying family as f- a friend as family um while visiting hospital i with my friends they'd be like oh who are you i be like friend like family because mm-hmm. sometimes your friends are like family to you and especially in your situation your case is so unique dr gazi because you and your mom are the only two blood family that you really interact with, you socialize with, you do life with. You don't have other families except your friends as family, and um, it's it's been it's been amazing to watch you love on your mother during this time. And I just want to encourage you and say you're such an amazing daughter and. I know your mom is feeling that love. I know your mom is feeling that love. It's, um, it's not often that you see a daughter and a mother in that type of a tight niche that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And this is not only because she lying in the hospital. I have seen you and your mom outside of the hospital and it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful, beautiful relationship that you have. And, um, when I go visit your mom with you, she just lies there so beautiful and peaceful. It's like, it's almost like she's just resting and she's going to wake up when she needs to wake up. So that's the prayer and that's the the energy that we're putting out. And you're Christian. I am Christian. You're Muslim. But we have been praying. (laughs) We have been praying nonstop. So, can you talk a little bit about how your faith, because religion is part of culture, right? So, how does your faith, uh, um, how has your faith been instrumental to you during this time of crisis?
1: So, oh my God, that that I love that question because faith is so important. And a lot of times, what happens is I notice when people lose faith, they they don't really see the, mirac- the miraculous abilities of God. And it doesn't matter what religion you follow, uh, what higher power you believe in. I mean, you know, for me being Muslim, I believe in, in you know, Allah, one God. And it's been, it's miraculous. And I, I will tell you that when I was a lot younger, I did not have that faith. You know, I was, when I was a lot younger, I truly did not have that faith. I truly felt um, like oh you know my prayers are not getting answered what is this even though they were right but I'm a young I'm a young person I'm wanting things to happen right away and you know and so my faith wasn't always there my faith started to grow um, a, like years a long time ago years ago when I started to see the miracles that were happening in my life and my mom obviously instilled a lot of faith in me I mean she always told me everything you do you say to say God's name and everything you do you praise God and everything you do, you have to have faith. You have to have the trust and a hundred percent complete belief that what you ask for from God, will God will deliver to you. And if not exactly what you're asking for something even better. Right. And I'm still of that person of, well, what I ask for is what I'm going to get. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's just how much faith I have is what I'm going to ask for is what I'm going to get. And so um, it's, I remember in 2019, my mom and I, gosh, this is why I told you about my uncle. And I said that we don't want anything, we don't want him in our life because, or, or, you know, to even be close to what we're going through right now, it was because of him that my mom and I ended up becoming homeless for just a short period of time. Um, And when I say homeless, I mean, literally we were living with my other uncle. So my mom has six brothers. Um, At that point, two of them were still alive. Um, The one that we lived with, um, that was his house for over 30 years. And the younger brother, the one who's still alive now, who, you know, we're not talking to, he came in, he stole my uncle's identity um, and pretended that he had the trust under his name, even though I had the original trust and the original, you know, power of attorney, all of that. And he twisted everything around to the point where he literally evicted us out illegally. And I didn't have the money at that moment to fight that and say, okay, listen this is wrong. You're a criminal. I'm going to get an attorney and I'm going to fight you because it was going to cost me seven, 8,000, probably 10,000 just to do that. And I didn't care about the house. I said, you know what? That's, I don't care. You want it? Take it. At the end of the day, you're not going to get a cent, you know? And at that moment when my mom and I were being evicted out, I have to tell you, I actually felt so much relief because I did not want to be in an area in a house that where there was so much negativity and so many people's eyes in that on that property wanting it from from and snatching it and finding the I guess window of opportunity to, to even do that mm-hmm. um so my faith really ha- was tested at that moment and my mom too my mom said I'm happy we're out I didn't want to be there she was like I actually slept like a baby in the hotel." I was like, and at that moment, too, I had a community of people that supported us, Mm -hmm. a community of people that were there for us, because as soon as that happened, I posted about it on Facebook and I I told everybody what was going on. And I kid you not, my friends came through for me and they were like, we're going to send you money because we know that you're going to need money to make sure you have food to make sure that you can pay for your hotel expenses. My mom's friend called and she said, why don't you talk to this organization? They're called, their name is Niswa. Niswa in Arabic stands for a community, a gathering of women. And it was, um, it was a non, it's a nonprofit organization right here in Lomita. And the, and uh, she was like, go talk to her. Here's the number. She's the person who's who owns this uh, organization. She'll be able to help you. We we drove all the way from the Valley here to Lamida to meet with her. And that woman was an amazing help my mom and I ended up having a space for three months in San Pedro. And I kid you not that four days after we had left that house, I had been trying for years to get a freaking job. But four days after leaving that house, I got a job opportunity. And within two weeks I was already working.
0: Wow. That's incredible.
1: Mm -hmm. Talk about faith. Like God was like, no, you're gonna get out of this house because that house was actually dangerous for us. It was my mom even told me she felt the danger. She's like, it's not safe for us here, especially with your uncle trying to come after us. He could have done anything to us. That was how criminal minded he is. And I said, You know what, mom? Look, because we have faith in God, because we know God can move mountains, we were not worried. If it was somebody else, and I and I and I can say this because I had so many people, like I said, rallied around me, and a lot of people told me they said Assea. You are even at that time. You are so strong because if it was me having to go through what you went through, I would have been sitting in that corner over there, crying my tears out and not doing anything about it. But you were just proactive. I posting about it on Facebook, letting people know, getting on top of things. And 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 I was like, it's all God. That's how much my faith is. It's God. God was moving us to this direction. And I got and it was not a coincidence that they're right here in Lomita, and my job would be right here in Torrance. We were meant to come here. This was meant to be. And so in in Arabic, we have the word tawakkul. Tawakkul means absolute trust in God. So we say tawakkul Allah. Tawakkul Allah means having absolute trust in God. So you trust in God and God creates ways for you because you trust him. And when you have what we call yaqeen, yaqeen in Arabic means strong belief. So because you have yaqeen, belief, and you have tawakkul Allah, trust in God, that everything is going to work out no matter what, you are able to move through things. And you are able to find strength. And God helps you by finding the right people to come into your life and help you and be there for you from that circle of support. And I, we had that circle of support. My mom knew that she, she loved it. I told my mom, I said, Mom, this is why I make friends. And this is why I, I have a social life, even though I'm an introvert. Because my mom, you know, she didn't really have much of a social life. She had a few friends, but not a big enough circle like I do because she was very disappointed with how people treated her in our community. Um, And so she decided to just stay away from people, which I completely understood, but I'm like, well, I need to make friends. And even if I don't make friends within the people in my community, I'm going to make friends with people that I know. and create my own community, which I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's powerful. Creating your own community and your community can consist of people from different cultures, different religions, different walks of life. And everybody just, we are all there for each other. It, doesn't matter what you believe it doesn't matter what somebody believes it doesn't matter who you are where you're coming from nothing like that what matters is you're there to support one another and I that was that test for me to see that and now this with my mom and now seeing her in the state but still staying strong still going on my mom told me to work she's like what are you doing you gotta work you know I'm still moving on with work. I'm still working. I got my real estate license. I'm working on my second business, um, which is my training institute that I'm putting together. You know, I'm doing what I need to do to continue to move forward because when my mom gets better, and that's the difference, that's faith. When my mom gets better, not if, but when, you have to choose the right ways and the right words that you're using because you are confirming, having absolute conviction that this is going to happen
0: you know, that's true. And, um, it it's even in Christianity, you have that, like, you know, you, you say the absolute trust. Um, I believe in God's sovereignty, like sovereignty to me is one of those things that allows me to navigate through the, the worst of the worst through life. So I, my, when I say God is sovereign, I basically believe at that point that, I am going to do my ultimate best in everything I need to do. And then also believe that God is going to do his ultimate best in everything that needs to be done in my life. And Mm -hmm. it is a very tricky place to be in because you're like, it's like saying when my mom, when my mom gets well and comes home, Mm -hmm. some people are going to think you're naive. Some people are going to think, well, you're not God. God has not determined. But it is always better to come at life from a place of belief, from a place of faith. And even if things don't turn out the way you want, you still had that hope, that faith, that belief to keep going. So you don't lose anything by believing. You don't lose anything by holding on to faith, right? Right. uh, you also know I've been with a friend in the hospital also while still visiting you and your mom, been uh, visiting another friend in the hospital. And my whole thing was this, like it, everybody, when I heard the news, it was, it came to me as in the, the dying, go, go, go say your goodbyes or go say your peace or something like that. And I get there and I'm like, I'm going to believe that God is going to see him through this. And it, it's like a verse in the Bible that it says, it's a Psalms 23, and it says that God is going to, he will carry you through. And I just, the word through was the word that kind of stood out to me because yes. it's, it's like something God let us go through really strong challenges. And at that point, once I had that conviction in my heart that they were going through something, I felt felt that it was time for me to hold on to belief and hold on to trust and hold on to faith and just wait and pray and wait and see if they come through. For Not even see, wait for them to come through on the other end. And you see, subconsciously, you're standing with them. You're praying with them. You're ministering to them. Even though you don't know how much they know that you're even there. But you know that somehow, subconsciously, they know. They know in their soul, like you mentioned earlier. So you stand. You pray. You love on them during that season as they go through that challenge. And when they come out at the other end, God has done a work in your heart. God has done a work in their life. Because when they go through that, nobody comes through what your mom is going through, what my friend is going through without being changed. You get changed. The people around you get changed. Even the doctors in the hospital, I remember you saying that one of the doctors came, one of the the chaplains came to you and we're talking about you giving up. Almost like, well, the decision
1: and it's time to let go. You're like, no, that's not how faith works. (laughs) Exactly. She literally said to me, God has already made his decision about your mom. And I'm looking at her like, really? Uh, first of all, do you have insight that I don't have with your communion with God where he's telling you this? Because as far as I know, that's not what I was getting. And that's not what God has been telling me. So wherever she got that from, I could tell you. And, and when I told my other friends too about it, including you, everybody was like, uh, why would you say something like that? Because that, that shows... A lack of faith. Rather, she should have said, I have faith that God is working on your mom and that whatever that will end up being for her will be the best outcome for her. That's it. That would have been a better way to say it rather than saying, well, God's already made a decision for your mom. And then saying things, well, you know, you have to think about what you might want to do in the future because what if she has another heart attack or what if she has another issue? um you know what are you going to do to make it comfortable for her so that you know and 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 it was the way she alluded it it was like you know letting her go and i'm like no because number one you don't know my mama she's strong <laughs> she taught to be strong that she's a leo she fight number one and number two i have faith in god i'm sorry god works miracles god is in the business of miracles it don't matter what religion you are god is in the freaking business of miracles god has told us many times over and over to call upon him and he will answer to pray and he will be there to to guide us to help us and you're sitting here and you're telling me god's already made this decision i don't think so right I, i think this is a test to see our faith i think this is a test for everything that's going on but i don't think That this is the time or the place to say God has already made his decision. Because no, we don't know what that decision is. And we as human beings cannot say that a decision was already made. When we don't know what that decision is.
0: Right. And that's the thing. Even if God has made his decision, like you said, he didn't tell you the decision. So what do you lose by holding on to faith that the decision will be positive? You lose nothing. You actually lose when you start believing the negative, like, oh, she's not going to make it. Oh, she's going to be a vegetable. "oh, she's gonna... When you start believing the negative things, that's when you lose. But if you stand on the positive and it ends up being negative, you actually lose nothing. You actually lose nothing. Like I said to a friend, I said, I am going to be committed to being at the bedside of my friend, whether they live or they die. I am going to be committed to that. Because it doesn't matter whether they live or they die. I have to have faith and whatever God decides, let it be. But I am not going to stop believing. I'm not going to stop coming. I'm not going to stop being there for people because I think that they're going to die. Right? So it's it's a very challenging place. But... You know, some people, I, I feel like being from uh, um, a community, like we come from a, a, a very um, a, a family-oriented communities, we look at it a bit differently, even though we, we all of us have faith in the world, but we look at it, I think we look at it a little bit differently because an individualistic community looks at it like this. They say, well, they're going to die anyway, so why do I go? So, they, they throw they, even if there are people that are in Islam, even if there are people that are in Christianity, even if there are people that have a, a different kind of uh, belief in God, they, they, when they start thinking about it, about themselves and how they feel, for them, they better just give up. Right. Somebody like you will not be going to the hospital every day because you're feeling like, oh, I'm going to be feeling a certain way when I go and, and maybe she's going to die anyway or people will make things to make themselves feel better make excuses so yes. they don't have that ultimate belief to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. but it's feeling better temporarily and it's you're losing on that community you're losing on that that just that elevated faith that something challenging can actually come through and be good mm-hmm. So it's it's a very rough place to be, and you have seen it with 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 even people in 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 the in your and Muslim. No, you've seen it in uh your your the, not priest. I want to call it priest with the, um imam. imam imam. Yeah, exactly. You've seen it with the imams, what they said. I have seen it with other people, what they think, and it's it's incredible. It's incredible, which says to me that. When you have faith, your faith is your faith, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot depend on how other people feel and how people do faith. Exactly. Because if you do follow their route, you might end up not believing. If you'd follow what the the, 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 the chaplain said, you probably would have given up. If you follow what the imam said, you probably would have given up. But you're here and you're having faith, and you say, My mom is gonna get better. My mom is going to come through this. And we are continuously praying that your mom gets better, that your mom comes through this, and your mom can talk to us again and sit down and eat with us and go on a ride with us in in a car. And you can get her that car and she's in that car, you know? (laughs) So, all these things, we have to be positive. And um, I, I want to encourage you just to keep being who you are right being who you are in in your faith don't compare your faith to anybody else's don't run your faith by somebody that doesn't believe like you you your channel with god is between you and god it's your journey we're here to support you we're here to love on you we're here to help you however you can we can so in this time of crisis be encouraged and just continue to hold on to what you believe and we will believe with you.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. I, and my friends, whenever they call and they talk, they pray, they pray with me and they pray, they say, Asya, what do you want? What do you want us to pray for? And I tell them, well, I want you to pray for my mom to be, um, you know, to come back awake and, you know, ready to come home. I mean, you know, that's, I want her to, I, you know, and we pray about this. It just, I was just in an Islamic bazaar this weekend um, and I had a few people that I was, you know, talking to and I told them about my situation and immediately they prayed. And they said, mm-hmm. may, they were like, may Allah reverse everything. Mm-hmm. May God reverse everything that she's gone through. May her, may everything be reversed and she's back even better than before. And I was like, absolutely. And so when people ask me, I'm like, this is what I pray for. They're like, okay, we're going to stand in agreement with you mm-hmm. in this. And we're going to pray for exactly what you're praying for. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I was- almost a, From your community exactly and I want this is one thing I want people to know that when you have your community supporting you praying for you calling you checking in on you sending you food whatever it is that they're doing to help to be there for you um you that that support is literally coming from God it's God himself sending that support to you and letting you know you're not alone I got your back and I'm sending these people to you because you need that right now right and everyone telling you at the same time, take care of yourself. You gotta take care of you. If you're gonna take care of your mom, you gotta take care of yourself. You know? And I followed that advice. Even the nurses, everyone has been telling me, take care of you, take care of yourself, do something for you. And I said, I do it. So taking care of myself means hiring people to come clean my apartment because I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Taking care of myself means getting going out and getting a massage because my shoulders and my back were in pain. And You know, my mom was the one who was kind of doing that for me and always encouraged me to go massage and I wouldn't do it. Now I'm doing it because that's something I need to do to take care of myself. Um, Being able to spend time with my friends, being able to work with my friends, you know, when we get together, we do our work together. That's a form of Mm self-care and just being able to to talk, talk to my friends on the phone and, you know, being there for them, too. Even though I'm going through my crisis, I'm also being there for them. Right. Because we're all going through things together. We're all going through. It, it doesn't matter if we're going through things with our children, right. with our parents, whatever. we are doing that. and uh, and looking for myself to get married. So, you know, I'm putting it out there. I am ready for it. and and again, this is faith. It's gonna happen this year. It, yes. i'm I'm gonna get married this year, right? And so when I say it like that, it's faith that, you know, God's already, he's opened my heart towards that and opened me to being ready for it and saying, okay, now that you're now fully ready, I'm going to send you that man right. that you're going to be with, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's, um, it's interesting, like how when you see this support and you see the love, really, truly, it's God that's sending you that love and support. Right.
0: I don't think that many people realize that. Um oh, I, when my sister died um years ago when my sister died um I got I got a lot of support from the community from the people from work and things like that but one thing stood out to me where somebody was they were trying to get to the to the to the to the reception and they didn't try hard enough they made excuses and they didn't come and The thing that stood out to me about that, and that whole thing, the whole uh, 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 process of saying, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, oh, I can come, I can find it, blah, 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 blah. The thing that stood out for me was, sometimes even people of faith forget that when you're doing something for somebody, you're being the hand of God in that person. You're being the feet. You're, when you walk there to help them, you're being the feet of God. Like we can talk, oh, God is going to do this for this person. God is going to do that for that person. What if you are the channel by which God wants to bless that person? Exactly. That is what we fail to understand. We make it look like God is just going to jump out of heaven. Some angel is going to just pop out of heaven and just make it happen for you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sit under my blanket and I'm going to pray for you. But God might be saying, yes, pray. But how about you go sit with her? Take the action. Yes. How about you take some actions? And that's where Christianity meets the, the, the rubber meets the road when it comes to christianity uh, islam faith in general the rubber meets the road not when you pray for hours for somebody not when you say i love you over the, over the phone or not ever do anything else it is when you actually get out of your comfort zone and let god use you
1: exactly Exactly. So this is not a, a preaching channel, but I feel like we're preaching. <laughs> but it's so true. And the other thing too, the other thing is people are so dang impatient. They're like, mm-hmm. I expect miracles to happen right away. Yeah. It's going to take some time, baby. Like you just need to understand it's going to take some time. It's, sometimes your prayers will get answered immediately, right away. And yes. sometimes it takes time. It won't happen immediately. It might take a week. It might take a month. It might even take a freaking year or two. But right. it... <laughs> But when that time comes, God already answered your prayer. So when that time comes, it's going to happen. And that's the thing that I think people also fail to realize. Just like what you said, they expect God to just pop out and just be like, here you go. And and I, yeah, it, it don't, girl, God don't work like that, right? So that's what we yes. say. <laughs> we don't work like that. And we need to take action. That is actually a big deal for us is even prayer is action. Even yes. prayer is action. Mm-hmm. But even though there's... pray pray and you make action but now okay what are you doing you know if I'm looking to get married yes I'm praying about it God send me the right the husband that I'm supposed to marry okay but what are you doing to do it right so then okay well let me just take my phone let me just download some apps dating apps let me actually start looking and interacting oh by the way let me also talk to my friends and let them know and then they know and it's interesting because my friend um, one of my friends my friend Isra I had no idea the she, God had already instilled it in her heart to start finding someone for me. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it had happened six months before this happened to my mom. So I feel like God already, was already transpiring to work this miracle on me because, like if, you, like, if you talked to me a few months ago, I didn't care anything about marriage. I was like, whatever. I don't care about it. I remember saying that, even telling my mom and my mom, I know she worried about me a lot about that. She still is, I mean, I know she still worries about me. in in regards to that because she doesn't want me to be alone she knows after her who else am I gonna have I cannot live life alone and I was like well I don't I'm like listen I'm gonna be I'm gonna have my own house I'm gonna have the money I'm gonna be this and that and that I don't care I'm not you know and if I get married I'm gonna make this guy like miserable I mean I was I was, (laughs) was, and it it would be funny the way I would say it but I mean really truly I was like whatever I don't care like I was like he does one thing I'm gonna kick him out this is my house no I was (laughs) that showed that I was not ready for marriage and that was my action of I don't care okay fine I'll be on an app but I'm not really looking I don't care you know but the minute I had to come back here to the apartment to my to to myself and not to my mom it took me about about 10 days Uh, Well, I'm gonna say nine took me about nine days but I was like I can't live like this I truly cannot live alone Because it's been a week and I couldn't do it, right? And that's when I said, okay, let me think this true. Let me think this true about marriage because let me think about this. Marriage is not about two people getting together and that's it, it's a lot about companionship. You have a person that you come home to, a person that keeps you, hopefully, keeps you safe. I know that a lot of people are in marriages that might not be. The most happiest of marriages, and so I I hope that you're able to find that happiness if you're listening, and and to be able to whether it's with your current partner, maybe with somebody else in the future. I don't know what that what that means for anybody, but um, I know for me, I realized it, and I said, you know what? And then that's when I said, God, I'm ready for marriage. You you showed me this. I think had to happen too for a reason. I think what my mom had to go through, there's a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that everything that happens in our life, there's always a reason behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, with my mom being here, I started being more stagnant in things. So I wasn't I wasn't seeing myself. I mean, I was progressing, not not to say that I wasn't, but. Like for example, right now my mom would be drinking her milk with her cereal. I would have been waking up right by now. Like it's ten thirty, I would have been awake. I would be sitting, coming over, sitting with my mom, talking to her. I would be making breakfast, and then I would sit and we would watch Pakistani dramas during the morning. And I'm not doing work. I'm not doing anything to move me forward in my businesses, whatever. And I'm sitting they're going okay. I'm not doing anything. Something drastic is going to end up happening to make me push to push me to get it done. Mm-hmm. I did not know this was it. I had the foresight for it, but I didn't know this was it. So when this happened to my mom, it pushed me so out of my comfort zone. It pushed me to really think about things and to open up. And I told my friends, I'm like, yeah, now I guess I'm ready for marriage. I mean, look, I can't, I'm seeing this. And it, it dawned on me, okay, I'll, I'll see you know that this is happening for a reason, right? Because God wants you to be happy in your life, and He wants to find, He wants you to get a companion. How are you going to get a companion if you're sitting here and saying the stuff and not being ready for it? Mm-hmm. And your mom wants this for you because your mom all, cries and prays to me all the time and says, "Please help my daughter find the right person. Please help her get married. Mm-hmm. Help her to change her mind." This had to happen. I know my mom prayed for this. I mean, <laughs> praying for me to change my mind about about. Yeah. It. Marriage. I know she did. I know she would even tell me, I'm worried about you. I want, I want, I don't know where we're gonna find so. I was like, who cares? Don't worry about it. That was me. I was so dismissive, and she was like, No, I know she prayed. I well, know- she's a
0: mother, and she's yeah. a mother from our very village mentality, village community style life. Yeah, oh, yeah, she prayed. yeah. No mother, no mother is going to sit around and watch their only daughter just be telling about marriage like that. Yes. Not, not yeah. from our, our cultural backgrounds. Mm-hmm. No, not mothers from our cultural backgrounds.
1: Pray. Pray. They will it's... pray kingdom come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think because of the fact that she prayed and uh, this, I think the fact that this even happened, it's showing me, okay, do you really want this? And I'm like, yeah, no, God, thank you for that little taste. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm ready. So I think it had to happen. And unfortunately, I mean, it's unfortunate to say it had to happen this way because I don't, but I think it, it wouldn't have happened any other way in in all honesty. And you see that God does work and God is going to work his miracles. And he's already working his miracles on my mom to bring her back home. So she's going to be able to see me getting married and she's going to be able to see me having a family and having children and you know just uh, being taken care of it's gonna it's it's, it's already in a process of happening and the fact that i had a friend who was already looking six months ago i told her i said if my mom knows i'm like if my mom knew she would be so happy she said oh yeah yeah please go ahead take a look for her take a look for her mm-hmm. you know i was the one who would be against like, it don't don't do anything don't pray for this don't i told her <laughs> I that once. she's like i'm gonna pray for us to find good husbands i said pray for yourself don't pray for me i was <laughs> <laughs> and now of course and then when i told her like the change, she's like oh my god she's like you did a 180 she's like mm-hmm. we are gonna pray we are gonna make this happen and so and uh, you know and so this is what what faith is this, this is, is what, what faith is, is. and um, i i am looking
0: forward to coming around and having this conversation again on mm-hmm. the other end of it right you are going through your mom is going through i am hoping that once everybody's through and you're married we can come around and talk about the journey and how things are after uh, this this conversation today so i am excited for the future for you i am excited i'm looking forward to having the conversation on the other side
1: (laughs) (laughs) me too with mom right here listening to us and talking to us and going yes yes Mm -hmm. yes maybe we could pull mom in and and let us say something she's so sweet <laughs> i lost to say she'll be like see i told this girl you this is what you needed to do you weren't listening but you see
0: yes, yes. i was like
1: "Yeah, i don't know what you prayed about but shoot i didn't want that to happen to you for this." Time. <laughs> but, I, you know. but yeah, yeah i mean and so we just have to be patient god answers our prayers and everything we faith moves mountains
0: right yeah yeah so yeah this this has been beautiful and um the thing I love about everybody that comes to Jumbo, Dr. Akumbo, is the fact that we are very authentic people. We share freely. We talk about things um, as they are, right? We 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 live in 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 the in the reality of our emotions, our our thoughts, our feelings, and we are both highly educated, but we still believe that faith has a place in our lives and community has a place in our lives whether it's the community is the one that we were born in or the community that we have created um those have a place in our lives and we cherish we cherish them all we cherish them greatly and uh, i'm sure you feel the same like me just shout out to our friends Shout-out to our community. Shout-out to our support systems. Telling all of you, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for the support you give us. Thank you for being there when uh we can be there for you sometimes you know like sometimes our friends are there for us and we cannot always be there for them so we we i just want to say shout out to to everybody and thank you so much for being a part of our community and uh being a part of our culture and in times of crisis
1: until next time dr gazi Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciated it. And I I love talking about faith and community and my mom and everything else. Thank you. Awesome. I I am so glad. I am so glad.
0: Until next time. Jambo. Jambo.